On today's episode, we'll be talking about Moonbase 8, Episode 1, Dry. It's set in Winslow, Arizona, which is east of Flagstaff, if you have a map in front of you, but really it's just filmed in two locations in California. It's low budget, minimal cast, dry tone, and six episodes, and probably wouldn't have seen the light of day if it wasn't for, for Showtime needing desperately for content. Yeah, I was surprised to see that this was like airing on Amazon Prime. I think Showtime does this usually, but like they put it on YouTube, they put the first episode on most platforms, and then you have to buy it into Showtime to get the rest. Yeah, well, I was just surprised to see how low budget it was, and I was also surprised to see Travis Kelsey show up. Like, yeah, was... Travis Kelsey's in there, and then, uh, you know, they originally didn't want Travis Kelsey to be in there. Did not they, that, they, they didn't actively not want him there, and he just like showed up to set, but they were trying to get Gronk, and they couldn't get a hold of Gronk, <laughs> so they just went to the lottery of football players, and they said, Travis Kelsey's the best tight end out there right now, so that's who we'll use. And this has a lot of predictable jokes in it. Like, for example, I knew that Travis Kelsey was going to die in the episode. Like, it was pretty obvious. You weren't the only one to presume that because the talk online before the show came out was that Travis Kelsey playing himself, why would he do that for, like, a full season arc? Yeah, exactly. And also, I just know that, like, the football season was probably coming up. So. Exactly, yeah. And he yeah. didn't, uh, like, retire like Gronkowski. Right. That's probably why they wanted Gronk because he had, like, recently retired when they first shot this. Because this was actually shot a few years ago and then it was shopped around to a bunch of networks who didn't want to pick it up. It was tested negatively. Um, I don't want that to affect your opinion of the show. No. What do you think of it? I mean, I thought it was funny. Um, but again, a lot of the jokes are predictable. For example, like... Well, um, let's get into what, what actually happens in the show. And I'll just give like a brief synopsis of what the show is supposed to be in general. You have these real simulated bases all over the country, apparently, that are done for psychological testing for future visits to other planets, where people are going to have to live and cohabitate in very small locations, which is going to lead to a lot of claustrophobia and other indoor problems, um, probably getting sick of each other. And they want people to document this information and live life for like a year on Earth as if they were in a different place, whether it be Mars or the moon. And obviously this is moon base eight. So mm -hmm. it's supposed to be about a mission that's going to be sent off pretty or pretty soon. Now tell me about this specific episode. Where do we fall? The first thing I saw was a shot of the moon. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just showed text that was describing what you were saying, where it's like... It's like when you show the outside of an apartment for like a Friends episode. Right, yeah. Yeah, but exactly. this time it's the moon, even though they're not located on the moon. Right, yeah. Is it supposed to trick you into thinking that you might be going there for the rest of the show? Uh, not really, because it's, it's explaining through the text what it has. And I saw that A24 produced this. Yes, A24 did produce this. Yeah, and so basically we see... Um, just a roundup it was created of by most of the people who were in the show themselves, like John C. Riley, Fred Armisen, uh, Tim Heidecker, and then um, someone named Jonathan Krizzle. Um, and he, did it remind you anything of like Last Man on Earth? Uh, yeah, I mean, a little bit. Also kind of like a little bit of a league type of vibe. The other ones um, I got were Ted Lasso because the characters themselves are very supportive with one another, yeah. but it's not as positive like a message. Like right. a lot of... <laughs> well, yeah. I, I don't know what I, happens. So. Well, again, like when Travis Kelsey dies, they end up having to cover it up. And so like instead of just sending Why? a message because uh, they and know how that... how does he die? Well, basically, they ran out of water. That's the main thing. It's a, There's a water crisis because they were supposed to last a month with this water canteen, but it turns out that they only had three days left and there was going to be three weeks before another water shipment was about to come up. So yeah, Travis but they're on to, Earth. Like, they know right. they're on Earth. Exactly. So but they don't, they, want, they don't want to call for more water because then it's going to show that they're, like, not ready for the moon. I assume they don't dehydrate to death, though, is what I'm saying. Yeah, well, they come up with different options. Like, I know that Fred Armisen um, is talking about the fact that they could use toilet water 
water or the purifier water that you know when they go to the bathroom and that purifies well, that's it. how they do it in space yeah. Yeah. but when they try it they're like oh this is awful so travis kelsey okay. has the plan. was that funny yeah all right and travis kelsey has the plan to um like try and get a water uh canal what is it like when you a water well that's what they're trying to do he's just making a well yeah and so they were yeah they were going to do that like, um, you, like you would in the moon that's right. definitely filled with water <laughs> all right no and that's where some of the um joke comes in and then the captain who's john c Riley, that's the name i got from i don't know if he actually like has he's just called cap yeah yeah he's like he's all for it but um fred armison who i believe is called skip and then uh rook which is tim heidecker he runs the greenhouse i think fred armison does yeah and it, i have some questions about him but, or his character but you go ahead right. and they're like this isn't a good idea and travis kelsey is just bossing you around and captain's like no this is like a two how did thing. how did Tra- they explain travis kelsey <laughs> they <even> being there? <laughs> they, he was just there yeah just in the uh intro they're like and introducing like championship star travis kelsey the only explanation i got from it was that they talked about how in the challenger which is an odd one to bring up for a comedy they brought in a teacher who was supposed to be the first teacher in space and in this it wouldn't be that crazy to have an athlete in space yeah i know i mean like but it would it would be pretty crazy to be like i'm gonna stop playing football and making bank on the kansas city well again travis kelsey (laughs) is playing such just like a different version of himself he's like incredibly mean to the captain a lot of the time and even right before he dies when he's like trying to dig the well he's like you have to dig stronger and you have to man up. oh so you sort of wanted him to die yeah i mean they were saying it up that way and then the captain runs in is like oh my god you know travis kelsey is dead and then fred armison and um tim heidecker were both like oh we have to send an email being like he's dead and then uh the captain's like no we can't do that because otherwise we're not going to be able to go to space and that's my one dream so for the most the rest of the episode they just don't send like anything uh, and how do they resolve that at the end what ends up happening is is that um they get drunk <laughs> on what they on champagne okay so they have champagne but they don't have water well that's the situation because the captain gives them champagne and is like we have to ration this out because it's the only thing Alcohol we can really will just drink. dehydrate you that makes right. no sense right but they're like we have to ration it out so we all get three sips um, aren't there any scientists on board no absolutely no scientists this is not supposed some, to be a show but that's fred armison has he's running the greenhouse and these yeah. people were picked by nasa right yeah, and there's even a funny joke about that where they try to figure out what NASA means and, like, they just oh, come no. up with different type of things. Point yeah. is, though, is that they get drunk and um, then Fred Armisen, Skip, and Rook are like, we have to tell the people that Travis Kelsey the is higher ups. Yeah. yeah, and so basically... But they should probably sober up first. Well, I don't know if they do, but the okay. captain falls asleep and they send an email and then the people end up coming and they find Travis Kelsey's body and they zip him up in a body bag, which was funny to see. And that's it? They just leave him? There's no well, repercussions for that? They, they don't end they the talk, They talk to a big person. And Can then you the... imagine if Travis Kelsey actually died and people didn't know what happened? Well, like, yeah. just next week we didn't see him on the football field and it's like, we're getting reports that he's dead well that's <laughs> yeah that's a joke because the person the higher up that they speak to is like well this is obviously travis kelsey's fault so we're just gonna leave you guys here's some water and the, i assume the rest of the series just goes on yeah i mean it goes on for another five episodes however there are a lot of reviews that say that a lot of this is just set up which is strange that there's a cliffhanger at the end of it and that you kind of give it its birth because it doesn't get into a real jive until like episode three episode four um some reviews were were pretty negative some other ones were were kinder towards it but they all kind of say that this is more workplace comedy than it is a space show oh yeah 100 percent. and when you're dealing with a a lot of space shows coming out i mean we're talking avenue five space force uh final space star trek the orville the right stuff for all mankind 
away yet. You kind of have to figure, like, is Hollywood just Departure, kind of. Are they just sick of being on Earth? Like, what's what's going on right now? I mean, maybe. But, like, like this is said, it's in Winslow, Arizona, at least in the show. All right. So, quick, quick break on Travis Kelsey's um, part. I'm going to give you four other scenarios of things that he may or may not have been, and you have to pick the one that's true. Okay? Okay. All right. So, number one, a 2016 dating show called Catching Kelsey, <laughs> where people would compete to catch Kelsey. Uh, like women. I would, yeah. I would say false. Well, I, I'm going to go through all oh, okay, of them, and then okay, you choose so which is the right one. one. Okay. A 2019 Twitch stream called Touchdown Madness, where he hosted the Kansas City Chiefs playing Madden. Um, an upcoming 2021 production that was delayed because of COVID, where he travels around the world with wellness expert Darren Olean, Olean, sorry if I mispronounced that, to find healthy, sustainable ways to live, or this was his first gig. I'm going to go with uh, the Darren Olean one. No, that would be a show called Down to Earth with Zac Efron. It has an 8.1 okay, on IMDb, so uh, and it's yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, we saw some of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, no, but um, it was actually the 2016 dating show. That's such a called strange... Called Catching Kelsey. <laughs> That's such a strange... It was on E, if you're interested. So was it like a special type thing, or was it an actual show? No, I think show? it was like a show, like a bachelor so ba- show. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Okay, yeah. I wonder who won. Like, <laughs> we should go back and do that. It reminds show. me of that one show, The Choice. That was like a play on the voice where they they hit the buzzer once the girls describe themselves. Yeah, it's obvious we've come pretty far as a country. Um, so getting back to the show, uh, how soon were you able to tell that these guys would never get selected to go into and actually travel to the moon? I'd it, they like, give what away. was the incident? that gave it away well the travis kelsey one is definitely the biggest one but you even get hints before that like, like you what do they say you get that like um that the cabin just rolls over for basically anyone like even travis kelsey goes up to him and is like did you wash my rover and then the captain's like oh no he like, has a I didn't rover get to like a space rover yeah did it look cool well i mean yeah for a little bit you only saw a couple seconds of it and then you also saw just like you know, Fred Armisen plays Fred Armisen. He's basically... You, you, it sounds like anything. Gilligan's Island, sort of, where the people... Is there a smart one in the group? No, I mean, there's one that's the smartest. Probably, I'd say, either Fred Armisen or Travis Kelsey, surprisingly. So there's not one but, who is the smartest. Yeah, you said... If, and there's no women in the show. Oh, well, there, the person that they speak to at the very end was a woman. Okay, I was but, just asking. But do they explain how they got the cast together? Because I know Tim Heidecker and John C. Riley have worked on a ton of stuff before. I know John C. Riley would do a lot of guest Where do you starring. know Tim Heidecker from? Uh, the Tim and Eric Awesome Show. And I know John C. Riley did a lot of sketches for them. And that's Adult Swim, right? Adult Swim, Can yeah. Can you describe that at all? Because I really wasn't familiar with it. It's basically like the Eric Andre show, except more sketches. Yeah, because he's had a bunch of different like versions of it. It's not just one show. It's been a bunch of shows that I, they have specials for and stuff. And it first start, started with like Mr. Show. That's uh-huh, where they got yeah. their, their start from with Bob Odenkirk and yeah. all that. So he's been in comedy for a while. And I think the on-running joke in for his character here, Rook, yeah. is that he has a lot of kids did you see that uh yeah i didn't see oh maybe that comes along later i did laugh at one of his jokes where he was explaining how he's done so much drugs and how he got over 200 pounds like he added on 200 pounds by eating so many pot brownies which which, like you would obviously be dead because he was like i've only i've gained 200 pounds in a year so if you had to describe his character in three words what would you choose uh simple-minded dumb okay Okay. wouldn't that be all of them then yeah 
And you know, the people that they normally choose for these type of missions, I listened to a podcast from Gimlet that's called The Habitat, that's pretty famous. And it's about a bunch of volunteers who were picked to live on a fake planet, um, not the moon. And it, again, was a psychology experiment. And it was like a Fox Mars outpost NASA study. But it was a bunch of different people. And they run them in stages where they have like a group of six living together for six months. And then another group of six comes in and works together for six months. And they treat it like everything's super um, important. And they're not allowed to leave under certain scenarios. (laughs) And they're very smart people. And they are just testing their psychology. I know that the people I was listening to in the Habitat, a few of them formed relationships. A few of them started off liking each other, ended up like hating each other. Apparently, the way people smell like gets really bad like over time because you just keep on smelling the same thing. And space itself has a very metallic smell, according to an astronaut who watched this series. (laughs) Um, And then I remember one of the things from the Habitat was that uh, the, one of the guys on the first day made like eggs Benedict for everyone and everybody was super happy and they all had to keep journals of all their other things that happened and uh, by like day I don't know 30 they were all like we're so sick of this guy cooking we we don't want to tell him and there's this guy who plays the uh, guitar every day and it's really <laughs> annoying and this yeah. guy showers constantly yeah, well guy, yeah. Rook starts off with baking them eggs like that's how he starts off. He's like, yeah, I wonder if they took anything from it. And and also talking about the bath thing, they don't have any water. Um, but Rogue later on in the episode after they're all how drunk, did they use up all their water? Like, I assume that there was I think a leak, and then also oh, the okay. fact that like apparently Travis Kelsey used a lot of the water when he was bathing because he talked about how good his skin was. That was another joke. Oh, okay. um, but Rook, I thought it would be funny to like show it being used in a lot of dumb ways and then be like, oh, we're out of water. That probably yeah, that would be funny. But Rook uh, is like, I they I couldn't, they couldn't afford the water budget. <laughs> I miss a hot bath and then they're like well we can't have a bath because you know we don't have any water but let's have a moon bath and then they're like yes oh, a God. moon bath so they get out in their astronaut costumes and then they just like lay down on the on like the dirt and yeah. so there's just they're a lot all, of jokes like that they're all a bunch like, of Portlandia characters yeah, basically, basically given their own show and that can be long and tooth but it can also be pretty funny I, I would say one. if I didn't like know John, like any of these people I probably wouldn't find it as funny but it's the fact that all three of them I like pretty much so i was like attuned to that humor yeah i said Krizzle compared it to curb your enthusiasm right like he said that the shenanigans in the show were pretty similar have you ever heard of the 50 mile rule in la no okay so what happens is you have to put the crew up overnight if they leave more than 50 miles out of los angeles and you're an la-based crew and so what they did was they stayed within 50 miles but found somewhere that looked like a desert. Yeah. And so that was like Simi Valley and then Silmar. And they filmed in those two locations because they're cheap. But yeah, also I, because, yeah. I would have 100% believed that this was in Arizona because you saw a lot of mountains. And you would and know like because you've been to Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go through some of the reviews. Do you want me to read some of the good ones or the bad ones? Uh, let's start off with the bad ones. All right. So this is from NPR. They said, endless mealtime conversations so va- vauntingly insipid that they leech a little bit of your soul. <laughs> so that's pretty negative. Yeah. But that's about as bad as it gets. The other one was the Rolling Stones. It gave it two stars. Uh, it also has a very pretty low IMDb rating. And Was this for the pilot or was this for the uh, whole show as in general? It kind of, because it's six episodes, it kind of overarched the whole thing. As I said, some of the people really liked episode four and five a lot more than earlier on. Um, the good reviews, they're positive, but they have caveats with them. It's like Moonbase 8 is one of the shows where you admire the talent that's on the show uh, and think that they have a good thing going. But the first episode wasn't all that funny. And that was Decider. But they still said to stream it. 
Um, then Vulture gave it a positive review saying that it handles the jokes more effectively than Space Force did. And it's funny because in Space Force, they have an episode where they where Steve uh, Carell like introduces himself into one of these habitats uh-huh. and he's just awful at it. Everybody else has to make up for what he's doing, all the young bucks. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what the joke is in this one. So it's kind of like a regurgitation of well, the same joke. I was going to say this, I think is funnier than Space Force. Um, but as I said before, I think the similarities are there. And I don't actually 100% disagree with the negative reviews because um, I'm probably not going to watch the rest of the series. But it was fun for, you know, the 30 minutes that it was. Yeah, I have a bunch of them. It says Moonbase 8 isn't trying to reinvent the wheel. Yahoo. Oh, that's yeah. like a medium one um charming comedy about nothing that's polygon moonbase 8 is refreshingly simple show roger ebert uh the dead guy yeah yeah (laughs) he came back from the dead just to say this now uh the first two episodes are certainly more of a light chuckle than any big laughs but it's the season progresses and honestly by the third episode blah 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 i'm not going to give that anything away Mm -hmm. and then variety called it understated um so in the end, it reminds me of that Marley and Me thing from the book, if you ever read oh, it, yeah. where he's talking about dog ads and how after having a dog like Marley, which was filled with hijinks and mm-hmm. uh, good and bad, yeah. uh, he was able to read into the comments of people trying to sell their pets and could tell whether or not these were actually good things. And so while I was reading this, I was like, well, that's a one way of saying that you can definitely tell it's a low-budget show, that it's uh, not relying on funny, funny jokes. It's like, it's it says it, that, but it also makes me think, like, is this bad? Well, I was going to say, with the exception of maybe Travis Kelsey dying, this felt kind of like a kid show. Was, like, was there a lot of fish jokes? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it becomes an on-running joke, and I've just seen a lot of comedians, like Comedy Bang Bang did a fish, uh, like, thing where they constantly (laughs) when we went to that improv thing that one time it was like a bunch of fish jokes in it is that just like a thing i get to make fun of the band i guess one of the people in the band is named fishborn or something like fishman (laughs) but like spelled differently obviously Mm. like the actual fish yeah um Uh, yeah go ahead i was just gonna say that i think that this is a kid's show there's not that much like cussing and it also just felt very like very contained kind of and i guess that's probably where some of the my like grievance comes with because if you're gonna make a show with these three people they're known for being outrageous and like just outlandish and i feel like it was a little bit like safe i guess yeah i have no way of testing the credentials on this comment but it seemed to make a lot of sense with everything that was going on it mentioned the fact that this was in no way a new production that it had been like bouncing across a bunch of networks who weren't going to pick it up but because of covid again that's why they are doing it and that because of it being kind of mothballed for a long time it probably wasn't going to be a big hit and then a lot of other people came in and they were like but tim heidecker and fred armison and the thing about fred armison is he's hilarious when he's on like a one episode run with brooklyn 99 where he plays that really weird character Um, or uh, Last Man on Earth, where he plays the cannibalistic serial killer yeah, with a nice attitude. Guy, yeah. He had like a four-episode arc, but that first one was hilarious. Um, it seems like they can all play like very individual characters for a set limited amount of time. Yeah. But it's really a test to give them a long-standing personality, especially if you're going to make them all stupid. Yeah, and especially when you're going to go all out on their stupidity. Was it like, all out? Was it like Step Brothers level? Oh, yeah, definitely. For real. Like, yeah. it was that... Yeah, I mean, well, it has John C. Riley in it, so... <laughs> I know, but it made it sound simple, not like it would be... Step Brothers tested the balance. You just said it was a kid's show. Step Brothers is not a kid's show. Well, I mean, in terms of, like, how the characters make choices and everything, um, I know that Tim Heidecker, I thought that he was kind of trying to get into more serious roles, because I remember he was in Us, 
but I guess that in the end when it comes down to it all, they were just kind of hoping for this comedy to work. And I'd be surprised if it got a second season. It's actually been renewed for five more seasons. <laughs> no, I actually think it would be very hard for them to do a second season, considering that it was so old a production. Why is it that a full season was made, but then like one episode, they said that they had like it bad It felt very indie in that way. Yeah, and I'm wondering like... So it, not a lot of shows do this, but sometimes the show's made and then they go around to different places and try to sell it. And that's just what happened that here. Makes sense. Um, a lot of unaired pilots go into the trash bank that we never ever see uh, with famous people mm-hmm. that people would probably have a fun time with. But it would be like mystery science theater fun. Yeah. That, <laughs> like the Game of Thrones pilot, which is considered to be one of the worst. Like if it had anybody actually seen that one. That the they had actual to reshoot. one? Yeah. That, like no oh, one I actually saw that, that one. Because it, it came off more like uh, LARPing than anything oh. else. <laughs> that, and they yeah. had to like get get HBO to give them all that money back again so they could redo it. That's strange because that pilot is like one of the best ones I've seen. So, yeah, but yeah. they were new to it when they first did the D&D people. Yeah, right? the D&D brothers. Yeah. Brothers? Brothers, yeah. I, I, brothers, I got man. confused with the Duffer the brothers. brothers. Yeah. yeah, there's too many brothers in, in Hollywood. We got to get rid of them. Last question. Why was this episode called Dry? Again, because of the water crisis. Okay, I just had to be sure. Um, that's about it for Moonbase 8. Uh, the pilot, what would you give it? One out of ten? Like a five. Okay, the IMDb rating is lower. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.